Welcome to Truth Is Now Treason. We are the official podcast of Don Lemon. He said, and I quote, well, CNN hates me, so the only way to go is up. I'll just take one step up. I'll go to Truth Is Now Treason. So expect Don to be joining us next week. No one believes that, Dietrich, because Truth Is Now Treason is more than just one step up from CNN. They should believe me. Why would I lie? Well, because you're male. And I'm not talking to you male listeners. I'm just talking to Dietrich because he does it naturally. That is the most sexist thing I've ever heard. I am offended. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Welcome, traders, to episode two of We Tried It, But It Didn't Work. We are talking about socialism. And is it compatible with Christianity? Is it compatible with God's word? And some of you might be thinking, why in the world are you guys talking about this? Well, we haven't heard anyone relate these two things together. And so we are going to hear Truth is Now Treason. And there is a reason why we are talking about this, because more and more people are thinking that Christianity and socialism are compatible. So we want to find out. So in the last episode, we defined socialism and we talked in depth about an instance of socialism that happened right here on American soil and how it was nothing short of a total failure. If you have not listened to this episode, please give it a listen. It's a perfect example of how socialism fails, as it always will, and how the free market system was tried immediately after and all the problems were solved. You know, to summarize what we did in the last episode, we talked about socialism. It is a focus on class struggle so that everybody has the exact same amount of things. There's no rich. There's no poor. We all have the same amount. So the basic idea is that the ruling class in any nation has oppressed those who are poor. And so we need the government to step in so that everyone can have the same amount. We are all the same. Yeah, the government is the one who distributes equally. And you do not own private property. Private property is banished. And you will like it, too. (laughs) The goal of socialism really is a government-run utopia, which the needs of each individual are always provided for. You know, ideally, the strong work hard, the inventive create technological marvels, the doctors heal. The artists delight the community with beauty. And anyone who is weak or poor or in need can draw on society's combined resources as their needs demand. And when you put it like this, it is no wonder we are seeing more people thinking that socialism is not only the best system, but is the system that Jesus himself would want us to use. In 2016, Barna did a poll that found that more Americans, 24%, think Jesus would prefer socialism than those who believe he would prefer capitalism, which was at 14%. Now, the other 62% responded, neither or not sure. But the poll reveals a disturbing trend. More think Jesus would be a socialist than a capitalist. So, according to a recent Reason Roop survey, 53% of Americans under the age of 30 view socialism favorably. 
compared to less than a third of Americans over 30. 34% over 30. Similarly, Gallup found that 69% of those under 30 said they would be willing to vote for a socialist for a presidential candidate. We have people who are saying that socialism is great. Now, we covered how it it is not in the last episode. Now we have people that say that Jesus would be a socialist. So let's look at that. Do the tenets of socialism line up with the Bible? So we're going to look at socialism in several different ways, and we're going to compare it to Scripture. And we're using an article that was written by Julie Roy's as our foundation to this series. The article link is on the website. Now, in this episode, we're going to cover her first point that she makes and how socialism is unbiblical. And the first point is socialism is unbiblical because it's based on only a materialistic worldview. So what does that mean? What is a materialistic worldview? Well, first off, a materialistic worldview is not materialism. Materialism is when someone thinks that material things are more valuable than spiritual things. For example, since we're dealing with sexism here, as we did earlier, Lennox, like all other women, value material things over anything else. Isn't that right, Madonna? Or, I mean, Lennox. If I was really materialistic, would I have married someone as poor as you? (laughs) (laughs) So think of a person who is constantly accumulating more and more crap a woman. And that's materialism. But a materialistic worldview teaches this. It teaches that there is nothing that exists other than what is material. Yeah, only the things that you can touch, see, or feel are the things that exist. And this is why so many who are socialist reject God, because God is not something that is material. So this is in direct contradiction to Christianity. 2 Corinthians 3 says God is spirit, and to deny that there's a spiritual side to the world is to deny that God exists. And this, is again, is why the socialist has so much trouble with the notion of God. If God exists, then that means there is more than the material world. And if there's more than the material world, then socialism is not able to solve your problems. And to the socialist, there is nothing more vile than to tell them that they cannot solve all of your problems. (laughs) I mean, look at Bernie Sanders. His website declares this. The issue of wealth and income inequality is the great moral issue of our time. It is the great economic issue of our time. It is the great political issue of our time. Bernie has a materialistic view, and he's a socialist. And he believes that the greatest problem we have is an unequal distribution of wealth. So if Bernie could take just all the money from the rich and give it to the poor, then all would be good in the world. And by the way, people, Bernie is rich. He's a millionaire. Why doesn't he give more of his money to the poor? We'd call him probably a hypocrite. On the other hand, if there's more than the material world, then socialism is not able to solve your problems. Why? Because with socialism, the government is able to set it up where you are able to steal money from one group and give it to another group of people. A government can set itself up to do this. You can always divvy out material things. Why? Because they're material. 
but you cannot do this with things that are not material. So for example, if there's a shortage of love and traders, I really feel like I do have a shortage of love in this household. <laughs> Just kidding. But if there is a shortage of love, and how do you take love from one person and give it to another? You can't. You either have it or you don't. How about friendship, happiness, or the feeling of accomplishment? These are all things that are not material. You either have them or you don't. And there is no way that someone can take it from someone else and give it to you. I would appreciate is, it if somebody would take the spousal nagging I'm getting and redistribute it to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Dietrich deserves that spousal nagging, doesn't he, traders? So going back to the topic, <laughs> this is how it is so incredibly easy to prove that socialism is false. Especially this aspect of socialism. It's so obvious it's false. The problems you've had in your life. Many of them were material. You didn't have enough money to pay for your medical bills. You lost your job, so you didn't know how you're going to pay your rent. You paid for a car repair, and so you don't have money left for groceries. These are all material problems. But what about when you are lonely? When you feel like you're not loved? When you feel betrayed? Are these material problems? Of course not. These are not things that you can touch, taste, or feel. They are spiritual issues. And if we have spiritual problems, then there is a spiritual dimension to us that has nothing to do with how much or how little money we have. But the socialists, suffering is caused by the unequal distribution of stuff, and salvation is achieved by the redistribution of stuff. There's no acknowledgement of spiritual issues. There's just an assumption that if everybody is given equal stuff, all the problems in society will somehow dissolve, and government is the glorious savior. And it goes on the assumption that man is good, but that's not what the Bible says. You know, the Bible does say the cause of suffering is because of man's sin or sin. And salvation is found in the cross of Christ, which liberates us from sin. Because of sin, though, there will always be inequalities in wealth. And I want to say that again because of sin. There will always be inequalities in wealth. Just take a look in the Bible at the parable of the talents. We talk about the parable of the talents in our episode. It's a truth bit called Made for More. It talks about how Jesus, or in this parable, it was the master who represented Jesus, gave one servant five talents and another one two and a third one one. He did not give them equal distribution. But he told them whatever they were given, they were to expand or to accelerate, to increase it. And if you want to learn more about the parable of the talents, go to that episode. We encourage you to, to listen to it. But in that parable, it basically teaches that those with good character tend to accumulate more and those with bad character may lose everything they have. Yeah, even if we are an, unable to accumulate wealth, Christianity teaches that we can still have an abundant life. And that's because our quality of life is not determined by how much stuff we have, but it's determined by our relationship to Christ. Now, to those who think that Jesus is a socialist, there's enormous problems with this. 
You know, first, Jesus numerous times addresses the issue of sin. So what is sin? It's a spiritual issue. It's not a material issue. For example, the Pharisees who brought the woman who committed adultery to Jesus, they wanted to stone her for committing a sin. But Jesus said what? He said, let the one who is without sin cast the first stone. Jesus was admitting that there was a spiritual aspect to what was going on there. If to Jesus everything was material, he would have said this. He would have said, this woman has committed no sin because there is no sin. There is no spiritual. Everything is material. Therefore, give what you have to her so that everyone owns the same amount. Jesus is identifying that there is a spiritual realm and that this is where problems often lie. This is the opposite of socialism. Yeah, Karl Marx, who again was the founder of socialism, believed that economics is the catalyst that drives human history. This is what a materialistic view will teach you. Is this what the Bible teaches, though? The Bible teaches that what directs human history is the creator of the universe who controls everything, including the rise and fall of every nation. God also controls who is put in charge of each nation. Daniel chapter 4 says this. It says, the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind. The socialist worldview contradicts Christianity, which affirms the existence of both a material and a non-material world, spiritual world. And it teaches that mankind's greatest problems are spiritual and therefore non-material. This one thing alone should point out to anyone who is willing to look at the evidence that there is no way that socialism and Christianity can be linked. The two are operating on completely different premises, and therefore they do not work together. You know, when you're looking at how our world is operating, and if you're thinking, I for the life of me, can't figure out how somebody could think this way, this is why they are thinking this way. They're operating from the notion that there is nothing spiritual, that everything is physical. And if there is nothing spiritual, then there's no sin. And if there's no sin, then I can operate in any manner I choose because I'm not held accountable by a God or the God. I am only held accountable by laws that government makes. And if their laws say that I can operate any way that I want, then guess who's going to hold me back? The answer of a socialist is no one. This is so often why to the leftist, the only sin is to offend. How dare you hold somebody back and imply that they are a spiritual being that has consequences to their actions, that is terrible and you cannot offend them in this manner. You know, what's amazing is that this exact thing that we are looking at in our world is perfectly described in scripture in Romans chapter one. Listen to this. Listen to how God describes a world that completely rejects him. It says, since they, the people, didn't bother to acknowledge God, God quit bothering them and let them run loose. And then all hell broke loose. Rampant evil, grabbing and grasping, vicious backstabbing. They made life hell on earth with their envy. Wanton killing, bickering, cheating. Look at them. Mean-spirited, venomous, fork-tongued God-bashers. Bullies, swaggerers, insufferable windbags. They keep inventing new ways of wrecking lives. They ditch their parents when they get in the way. 
stupid, slimy, cruel, cold-blooded, when it's not as if they don't know better. They know perfectly well they're spitting in God's face, and they don't care. Worse, they hand out prizes to those who do the worst things best. That's a perfect description of what the U.S. looks like right now. For example, all hell breaking loose rampant evil. We have cities that have been run by Democrats only for decades that are now allowing shoplifting and all kinds of crime to run rampant because because the criminals who live in these cities know that they will not be prosecuted. You know, the city of New York now has a vending machine for crack pipes. This is all hell breaking loose. This is a city that has abandoned God, and that is why they are going down this path. Yeah, we can sell we can sell crack pipes and vending machines, but not cigarettes. And I saw a video of New York City where the people were just so high and they were just sitting on the sidewalks, just doped up, just high, and nothing was being done to these individuals at all. That's just an example. What about handing out prizes to those who do the worst things best? Do you realize, traders, that the Biden administration has made it now to where those individuals who have higher credit scores, those people who are paying their bills and doing what they should be doing, they now have to pay a higher interest rate if they borrow any kind of money than those who have lower credit scores, which means those who are not good at managing their money get better interest rates now than those who are good at managing their money. So we're going to reward people for doing the wrong thing. You know, here's another one where it said they keep inventing ways of wrecking lives. We have tons of people who make it their goal to punish those who do not participate in their evil by publicly trashing them and attempting to have them lose their job, family, and friends just because someone didn't agree with their woke ideology. For example, the FBI whistleblowers, they were blocked from their possessions. They were suspended without pay. They were bullied. Their livelihoods destroyed just because these individuals exposed the evil that was happening in the FBI. We're going to be covering this here in just a few weeks. Our nation is becoming the nation that reflects Romans 1 more and more each day. And it's because we are becoming a nation that rejects God more and more. And you wonder why we are going the way we're going? We have rejected God to the point that God has decided to quit bothering with trying to correct us. And that is a nation, a group of people in deep trouble. That is a nation of individuals that is going down the path of socialism. But we can change it. God's word tells us we can. Second Chronicles 7.14, it says this. And when my people, my God-defined people, respond by humbling themselves, praying, seeking my presence, and turning their backs on their wicked lives, I'll be there ready for you. I'll listen from heaven, forgive their sins, and restore their land to health. Jesus says, don't worry about what you own. Don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink or, or anything like that, which is the opposite of what socialism is teaching. Matthew 6, it says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? It says, seek first his kingdom and then all these other things will be added to you. Jesus' words are the antithesis of communism 
and socialism. And it's one reason why Karl Marx reviled Christianity. And we're going to continue talking more about how they don't go together. Until the socialists steal this platform from us, my fellow traders. 